It's bunker time in Delaware. Where is Area Roustabout, Robert E. Vanella? Has he knocked on your door and asked you if you have any mids? He did not show up for the local RD meeting at the Trolley Square, California Sun location, and it's right down the street from Nurse Susan's house. He was invited, then uninvited, then invited again. Is he hiding? Is he taking a nap after a match? Local Interest podcast Rob Vanella did not participate in the survey by the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Who ignores the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Apparently Rob Vanella, which is very rude because it was Sean Connery's final role in a theatrically released live-action film before his retirement in 2006 and death in 2020. Scott Goss submitted all the info when requested. Look at all the worksheets he filled out. Where is Rob Vanella? People need to know where he stands, but he's not telling us. He never shared his views on the topics that matter. Like whether Return Day should be more racist. Can I be responsibly horny on Maine? Or, if semi-automated offside technology is really necessary in the 2020 World Cup in Qatar. Scott Goss filled out the entire survey for people to see. Rob is not even listed. He's just missing. Why did Rob not even answer the questions from the... the friend, What the fuck? Um... Why did Rob not even answer the friendly questions from the group chat about... I don't know how to pronounce this. Psilocybin. Psilocybin mushrooms. <laughs> is it possible he's ignoring the Patreon? The Delaware liberal comment section? Is he afraid to tell the truth? Why is he hiding from us? Do you smell the burning toast? What does Rob Vanella in the Highlands Bunker even stand for now? Rob Vanella can't answer these questions. He just can't. He is too Marxist not third world Maoist enough, and generally pretty uninterested in things like his local DSA chapter and electoral politics in general for the people he is supposed to be representing. He hopes you won't notice. He's taking our votes, likes, and retweets for granted. So, so that was a spoof of uh, some Delaware GOP video about uh, Nicole Poor. Uh, she's too woke. She's <laughs> the captain of Woke Hill. <laughs> 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 oh, comrades oh. and friends, hello. Uh, so, uh, as you as you can see, uh, this is the uh, the Highlands Bunker podcast. Uh, we are here uh, in Bunker Studio. Uh, it's a crew, so uh, we have Kirsten Walther. Hello. We, we have uh, Bill Martin. GE. We have the 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 incredible who just not only has he been quoted in the uh, the news journal paper uh, about the, the the primary wins, he was on live radio last night uh, on Delaware Public Radio. Uh, after the the general election, asking how how do we do this? How are we winning all of these elections and 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 creating a whole new? He was on there asking, "Where is Nicole Poor?" <laughs> Even though this restaurant is five minutes from her house, uh, the the the, 
<laughs> you guys will see how, how funny this is. Um, the adjective about um, the ACLU, which is like, why didn't she even ask answer friendly questions from the ACLU? They had a picture <laughs> of the uh, of the candidate forum where there's just a guy and then another guy. And okay, then an also, empty seat. a really important thing about the candidate forum that they mentioned is that I did not realize this until afterward. It was not just a candidate forum. It was a candidate forum hosted by the Independent Party of Delaware. <laughs> yes. Oh, I would have been there. I, I'm also like, Nicole, why didn't you go? That's awesome. How yeah. much would you love to be in a candidate forum by the iPod? Yeah, talking about online sports gambling. Yeah. So this this is going to be uh, the big uh, general election sort of wrap up show. Um, the general election was just yesterday. We're recording this on Wednesday evening. It'll be out Friday uh, morning. Um, this this brings me to my first question before before we get um, sort of into the results, the statewide results and, and the general results. There was a. There was a there was a an interesting theme online that I noticed today, and I want to make sure that it was a theme not only nationally but but locally too, about this idea that the reason that the Republicans didn't make the gains that they were uh, they were polled or or expected to make was because the candidates were bad, and they were too MAGA, and people are getting sick of of Trump and sick of all of this bullshit and. You know, so candidates, candidates matter. Hashtag candidates matter, whatever. And so, I, number one, do you think that that is actually a theme? And number two, do you believe, as I do, that that's fucking stupid? Um, really, it doesn't matter. Nobody likes your ideas. Um, actually, uh, the candidates who did the best uh, from a Democratic standpoint stuck with the program. And candidates like Tim Ryan, who got beat by some fucking meathead J.D. Vance, were the ones who were like, "I don't think we should, uh, we I don't think we should give students their their loan ten thousand dollars." And then you get beat by a fucking meathead. Whereas if you said it was more cool, like a foie gras head, <laughs> yeah, like it has nothing to do with the candidate. You know, like the there was a the, you know John Fetterman had a terrible debate and he won, and uh, the woman who's a cop. Uh, wherever had a great debate and she got fucking rinsed. It, it doesn't matter. It matters what you believe. It matters what you want to do and how you how, if you if you're somewhat genuine. And so I think this like whole thing candidate matters is a huge fucking cope. It's like it, ha- it actually has nothing to do with that. Um, but I, the the idea of the of the Nicole Poor video with this, like, has something to do with what the candidates do or where they show mm-hmm. up or how they act. It's a, That's actually fucking stupid, uh, and this is why we're making fun of it, I think. Um, but I just, just as a general, as a general takeaway of this uh, election, what do you guys think about that, that's, that candidates matter uh, uh, sort of meme or whatever? I kind of saw the same comments today, like bad bench for the for the GOP. Uh, a lot of like lousy candidates. Trump what pulled down. What is a good bench though? Like what's I have no a idea. Good GOP candidate. Uh, I mean, for a while now, it's just been like small business owners. Yeah. Who have a very just otherwise a very questionable biography, and the, then the, the Lauren Boberts of yeah, the GOP. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. It's odd. I mean, it's like I imagine over the past four or six years or whatever. The candidates who Trump has endorsed have probably succeeded, and then people will take like a victory lap on that. So I think they're just that party is nearing a crisis where it's like, oh, will they or won't they go to DeSantis, or will they or won't they maybe get back to more of like a traditional like uh, neoliberal 
GOP candidate like Nikki Haley or someone like get back like on the Mitt Romney track that was like going on for a while in the party until it was kind of derailed. But yeah, it's it's wild, man. When I was poll greeting, like I did see like actual uh, like Facebook GOP MAGA people in in real life. Like, uh, yeah, it, it I is tried kind to, of. It's I troubling. tried to reach out today to some of my friends, uh, Peter Craplow, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Reverend Peter. Peter Craplow. Peter uh, Kratom uh, Powder. What? Yeah, I <laughs> tried to reach out to him. I tried yeah. to reach out. Reach well, he out was to right. Them. To be fair, you were telling him, "Congrats! I'm correctly predicting Medina was going to lose big in her primary." Yeah, I mean, and then correctly predicting she would also lose in the general. Right, because I'm in a bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so I wonder. Wait, to... actually, was that Photoshop today? Medina circulated the photo of it saying "former representative Wilson Anton." <laughs> no, that was just they're updating the stuff, and they probably yeah. messed up. Yeah. The, okay. The good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, our, our buddy, uh, who was uh, one of the plaintiffs in the uh, Julianne Murray uh, lawsuit about the voting, uh, Nick Nick Miles, the real Nick. Yeah. You know, uh, Nick Luch. Um, I tried to I tried to reach out to him to see sort of if he was okay uh, because uh, Julianne Murray got fucking rinsed. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I think we should talk about that at yeah. some point. Should we? Let, well, let's talk about it right now. Let's talk because yeah. here, here's here's what I'm going to say. Um, the the sort of the statewide sweep in Delaware. So we have LBR, we have uh, Kathy Jennings, we have Colleen Davis. Uh, all of those, we have Lydia York, all of those people sort of just swept in fairly easily. Now, mm-hmm. the, 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 the... I would argue... So, uh, but, but here's the thing. Lisa, yes, but the others... So, right, so the, so the, 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 uh, the margin of victory was less than four years ago. So that's what everybody's sort of hanging their, their hat on, right? Um, I wonder if that matters. I guess what I'm saying is it doesn't. Like, I mean, whether you win it. by 10 or you win by 15, like I don't really think that that has anything to do with anything. So the thing I'll say for that, because, uh, you know, of these three people, I mean, I voted for all of them, but like none of them are very are particularly like in our corner, so to speak. Like, oh, yeah, I don't like, like any of yeah. times. They're all <laughs> bad. I think like, what I we saw. Care less about... Just oh, just to be clear, <laughs> yeah. I, I also voted yeah. for them yeah. only because I knew it was funny because I wanted Big Murph to lose again. Yeah. Which I mean, he did. Big. That's hilarious. Yeah. Wait, Rob, you, you don't even like our, our collective grandma, Attorney General Kathy Jennings. She's our nana. That... Oh, yeah, she's the best nana. Stop it. Yeah. Um, Stop it. No, yeah. I don't like even even Lydia York, like She's fine. Like I don't care about any. I don't. I don't care about that. But what I'm saying is that whether you win by 12 points or 16 points or 20 or nine, it's basically a blowout. I mean, is it gonna is, is it gonna change how policy is done over the next four years? No. Is it gonna change the ability of Republicans to win a statewide seat in the future? No. However, I think what it should show when, especially if you're only winning by like six points in some yeah. of these races, which, you know, we were winning by 20 plus points before. Um, Part of that is just turnout differences. So, like, um, you know, Democrat or Republicans in Kent County, for example, turned out pretty big, um, just because you know they got a bunch of people that are fired up over you know Joe Brandon and yeah. gas prices. Let's go Bucks. Um, <laughs> but I think, and I think I'd be interested to hear Chris and Bill because you were both on the ground. But I know, apart from a couple mailers and some YouTube and some YouTube ads and maybe a text or two. 
we did not really hear much from the top of the Democratic ticket this year. Uh, and then when we were actually on the ground, I saw a couple signs for people, but there was nobody, no poll greeters mm-hmm. at any of these places. In like, yep. not a single, either pretty, I was yeah. three some pretty uh, high turnout places, one. some uh, uh, obscure some pretty, city, Newark. <laughs> Just yeah, I don't. We're, we're yeah, not going to waste in, our like, resources I was there. In high turnout places, <laughs> low turnout places, yeah. swing swingy places, non swingy places, and none of them had anybody but basically our yep. WFP people. Yep. I think we had a uh, John Marino had a poll greeter at one of Eric's places, and that was the only other person I saw. As you said, nobody wants to work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, and I, I, I sympathize because we really struggled yeah. in a lot of times. <laughs> we get, did not want to work either, to be honest. Uh, like, to get people, <laughs> like, sucks. we we eventually yeah. got people for all the polling places throughout the day, but, like, yeah. for canvassing, we did not have the turnout we did in the primary. Yeah. Um. So, like, I'm not saying that it's completely, but I think when these people are able to raise the money that they do, but but not run sort of the campaigns that you know they shouldn't. It shouldn't have gotten this close. And I think, but what? Here, I guess my people down the is, ballot who just lost, and I think one person in particular, I think could have been supported by having a much stronger top of the ticket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, but here's here's what I'll say. You're right. <clears throat> Somebody like Frank Burns who lost by like ten votes. Thirty five. Thirty five. I mean, again, <clears throat> we're talking anything less than a hundred is like basically one. It's a razor thin. The status quo, folks. The Kathy Jennings, the Lydia Yorks, the Colleen Davises, the LBRs. They can mail it in. They mailed it in. They did, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, literally, they mailed it in and still won going away. Like, okay, 7, 8. Okay, that's not a lot. It could have been 15. Uh, they could have stepped on the gas. Um, yeah, they could have helped Frank Burns. They don't care about that. Let's just yeah. be Let's be very clear. Well, they're they not the only care. Democrats who could have helped Frank Burns. Correct. But, but what I'm saying is... Uh, I guess here here's a good way to sort of get into this at a state level. Mm-hmm. I do think this is a very clear line of demarcation. Like our friends and comrades and all of us are going to fight tooth and nail for everything. We're going to fill uh, canvas uh, roles. We're going to fill poll greeters. We're going to make sure every text gets sent. Every piece of lit gets dropped. Every door gets knocked, etc. They're not going to do that because they just don't have to do it. Uh, they're not. It's not necessary. They're <clears throat> the people who they have to represent are stakeholders. Stakeholders just give money, and that's it. And you know, for them, it works. So the idea that they they were going to do anything, like, yes, they could have pushed Frank Burns over the top. But they were never going to do that. I mean, do you guys think they were ever going to I mean, do I, that? I assume that you they You think that can... they sat in a room and been like, no, we're not going to help. I mean, I, they were assume, just like, yeah, gonna... I assume some of the top of the ticket Dems are in photos with Frank and other challenger candidates from, like, the past month. But that's it. Photos, right? right. Um there's no substance there. And I was just thinking, like, I, just, I can't get over how many billboards I saw for the candidates this year. It's like, it just seems like mm-hmm. such an old-timey way of, it's just yeah. like, yeah. Like, Cody McNutt, you have options. Right. You do have options. That's like what you yell as you're being yanked from a room with, like, a volatile cane. Yes. You have options. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, yeah, it just, there was, like, just very little substance. It's funny, like, I saw a photo of the treasurer, like, in a in constituent's home. 
like talking to them. And I was like, what could she be talking about? Like 529 plans? Um, like Delaware how are you differentiating yourself? Um, and maybe that's something also. These are sort of, these are like executive offices. Like yeah. how are you going to make really distinguish the auditor's race? Well, we had Unless that conversation. Unless Colleen was in here, we had that conversation. Yeah. And I was like, look, you can only work and, and sort of juxtaposing it against sort of how Kathy, uh, Kathy McGinnis got in trouble. Like, there's a little bit of wiggle room, and you can try to do stuff if you convince people that it's a good idea, and, you know, you work sort of within certain parameters. <clears throat> but there's not much you can do. Like, you just do the thing. You're just the person. And once you do that, who gives a shit? Which actually... Uh, is even funnier when I go and, and, and fuck with these people on the internet. Mm. Because this is like, okay, Julianne Murray. <clears throat> Literally, Kathy Jennings had to do nothing or next to nothing to win by seven or right. whatever it was. Um, like, that has nothing to do with the candidate. It has not, your message, like where you're coming from, stinks. And the person who wins doesn't even have to do anything. So, like, you have to reassess what it is that you're doing. and Because the people know that they don't have to do anything. Like, what does it help Colleen Davis or Kathy Jennings or LBR to help Frank Burns? Well, how does it affect their role? It doesn't. And so the idea that they would have or should have or, or decided not to do it I think is besides the point. I mean, and again, I think it comes down to the idea like <clears throat> these people are not our allies. They're not our comrades. They're not our friends. They occupy, they have some of the same interests in the same political party that we have to operate in. But that's it. Like, mm. I, I don't know what else to say. I, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm glad we can be a little more open now that the general election is over. These guys are not our friends. They're garbage. Um, we have some of the same interests, and they're going to do whether I say they're garbage and they find out about it or not. They're going to do the same stuff because they have a certain narrow set of interests. Where our interests are like um, expanding the enterprise. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, I, my expectation is, yeah, they're not going to do. They're not going to do fuck all. Because you know, to Jack Wall, she's he doesn't care that fucking Mike Ramone is uh, went one again. Who cares? You know, because his 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 interests in that regard aren't the same as ours. You know, you know, it, it's a, a, just just a just a level set. Everybody, I think we kind of didn't say, but like all of the, or for the most part, all of the Delaware results were as expected. Status quo. You said it earlier, Rob. Yeah, I think status quo. I mean, right. I, uh, so uh, the, the the good news uh, is that uh, uh, Russ Huxtable uh, won in Sussex, so it's another yeah. pretty decent party Democrat mm -hmm. uh, in Sussex. Yeah. Um, certainly Steve that, Smick ate that shit. Yeah, Smick out. <laughs> 
So no Smick, more sexually and, harassing cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah no more, no more the, fucking. The voters of Delaware cops. said you are allegedly not permitted Smick, to <laughs> allegedly oh, throw satire, a corpse of satire. someone that the woman knew like, at did, her. Did you make jokes about her and pin stuff into her locker and pat her butt? We don't know. We think you did, but satire, satire. Um, but yeah, and and the and the and the uh, office that he left that was an open seat went to a Democrat as well, mm-hmm. who I think was like a school board member in South Carolina? She's a teacher. I don't know if she's ever on the school board, okay. but she's been she's Education someone who's been around person. for a while. Um I I'm not as familiar with Sussex politics obviously, but uh Yeah, so a couple of a couple of sort of decent democratic pickups, but but for the most mm-hmm. part a status to offset well. the Republican pickup that was yeah, gifted by them. Pete Schwartzkopf. Yeah. <laughs> well, Pete, yeah, I yeah. mean, Pete, um I don't know if we should play like uh the Chopin's Death March. Uh dun, 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 cause, cause, uh Schwarzkopf out. Yeah, uh, I feel like there should yeah. be like a wintertime Rehoboth ritual. They're like bury Pete at sea. <laughs> <laughs> bury the hat. Like, it kind of feels bury like that's that coming. Bury that fat whale yeah. on the beach. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so so he's he's irrelevant now. Um, yeah, but basically it's a status quo. But on the other hand, and we kind of talked about it before, the fight now is between mass movement politics. And democratic corporate machine politics. The 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 Republicans, whether you want to say it's a message, or their ideas, or it's just pure ideology. They're they're gerrymandered in some. Pl- I mean, how many how many Republican senators are going to be in that six? <laughs> There's literally yeah. six Republican senators. They're in just gerrymandered, regressive, reactionary podunk districts. And and Ramon, who was just he he worked out his own little sort of niche, whatever. In the house, the deep end. Well, in in, in Pike Creek. Oh, oh yeah. So well, like and, and Pike Creek's a little Mike bit reaction. And don't yeah, don't forget yeah. Mike Smith. Okay, yeah. I Mike call Smith. It Mike another Creek another really cool yeah. thing that the Democrat like the Democratic Party did was uh, let him run unopposed, Mike Smith. Because, like, why would you run a Democrat in a nominally, like, blue district, you know? I just think he's such a nice guy. He's really cool. He... Wait, but is there anybody going to – let me ask he's you this, He's young, though. you know, yeah. he seems like a fun guy. He's got a family. He's why a family would you guy, run against him? Yeah. At least one family. So what's the difference between <laughs> – what's the difference between Mike Smith and Jack Walsh? Uh, I mean, Jack, Jack Walsh votes better on things. Yeah. I mean, yeah, got... that's true. Okay, yeah, because yeah, that's my argument, too, right? Just, like, yep. yeah. how are they going to vote? Mike Smith occasionally will come over for something to show he's bipartisan. Like I, I one of the Mikes voted for paid family medical leave. I remember, mm-hmm. um, but they're never going to come around on minimum wage. They're never going to come around on police yeah. reform. They're never going to come around on any of these big things that really. They're now never going to yeah. come around on uh, voting rights. Like they're not going to mm-hmm. come around on any of that stuff. It's just going to be occasionally something that's already going to pass. They'll jump on just to uh, yeah. show that mm-hmm. they can. So let's let's let me get your feeling on this. Sort of test the test the water because i think we all agree that for the most part we got no nothing really changed we're 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 at status quo here but the differences are you know to the uh to the normie um there are big differences so let let's go over them and see if if a diff- if differences like this are going to are going to have any impact um Deshauna Neal, uh, for 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 Larry, I think 
is 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 big. Mm-hmm. Just just as someone who I mean, just just being that person, you're bringing a whole new sort of uh, idea to the movement. Um, Sophie uh, for Bents, Cindy Romer for Kowalko, Kyra uh, Hoffner for uh, whoever it was Ennis. 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 That's a big change. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's. So again, st- uh, Eve, Eve, uh, uh, Carrie, and we should talk about this. Carrie for uh, Bennett. Uh, Bennett for Andrea mm-hmm. Bennett. So the the Dem for Dem districts seem all sort of to 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 slide towards that mass movement politics and away from sort of the machine politics, the party politics. So can we expect some movement there? And, and I'm talking about movement like, number one, leadership change. And will that do anything? And just movement at the bottom, too. Like, can we start moving on Leobor, on tenants' rights, on things, on marijuana that Maryland actually just passed? And now we have mm-hmm. all of our surrounding states are just, uh, they're blazing up. <laughs> um yeah, so so are the is that change in the state government going to, uh, go, are we are we going to see any uh, any any fruit bear, to bear there? You know what I mean? Um, because I think some people are sort of counting on that, but I'm not sure whether that means anything. You know, I I know that a lot of people who have won elections in the last couple of cycles have been. I don't want to say a disappointment, but they've been marginalized for different reasons. You know, they've been absorbed into the process, we'll say, I guess. Uh, You know, however you want to say it. So, yeah, what's your take on that sort of dynamic? You guys know more than me. I I think to your last point there, Rob, like, I think it's inevitable to be absorbed into the process. I mean, it takes a really special legislator to not do it. And I, 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 I can't cast aspersions there because like I feel like just to get along with my coworkers during the day I have to make some um some considerations to them um it, it, I mean I think it's pretty rare to not do like the back slapping stuff but at the same time um there have just been some really great successes on the mass movement side like as you said just over the last couple of years so what do you guys think I mean a lot of a lot of it will depend on what happens with leadership and then who gets assigned which committees. So it's, yeah, it's, it's tough to say what will happen to like key pieces of legislation that we hope are either introduced or reintroduced. And it's a really uh, wishy-washy answer, but. Um, well, let's just say this. Maybe it's a wishy-washy, but let's say this. Do you think, let's go back to the top. Mm-hmm. Do you think, number one, there will be, it seems like there's going to be some change in leadership. I mean, there has to be because Larry's gone. At Correct. least a minimal change. Right, a minimal change. But I guess the, the question is, it's the peak question. Yeah. The speaker really needs to change so that uh, some of the roadblocks that we talked about last session, mm-hmm. how like, oh, we're going to send a bill here because it can be killed here because it's me and, you know, uh, Val and Larry. Mm-hmm. And we can just fucking kill this here. Yeah. Um, is that in the cards, or is any change going to be sort of more uh, cosmetic 
And basically, everybody has to sort of get absorbed into the system somewhat, and the changes will be, again, very marginal, and we'll just have to go again in two years. I mean, we're going to go again in two years anyway, but, but you know, what, what do you guys think? I mean, Pete Schwarzkopf, he vocally backed Kathy McGinnis when nobody else would. Mm-hmm. He Very reasonable. Uh, yeah, yeah, was publicly. I mean, Bill, Bill and I both. Also I mean, did we that, did too. So. Yeah, I mean, so. yeah. <laughs> he was publicly supporting uh, primary opponents to sitting progressive incumbents. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is rumors, let's say, that he was involved in some of these Republican campaigns as well against mm-hmm. progressives. Um, it would be, you know, political malpractice for him not to have a challenge. Um, so. For that reason, I think he'll probably get a challenge. Uh, will that be enough? The dynamics of the legislative hall, um, mm. I think as we've mentioned many times on the podcast, is not good. It's bad. Yeah, the more we learn, I've said the less many. we know, yeah. I yeah. feel like. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, as, as Bill was saying, like I think the toughest thing to understand that the – Basically, what you the framing you had was like, oh, it's you know, with your coworkers, you kind of got to like go along to get along right. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Is that I think people don't understand it's like, no, this isn't a representative body, this is a workplace, yeah, and all these people have relationships with each other, and that yes. often has way more effect on what gets passed, what doesn't get passed, than people's yeah. actual uh, you know, their what their district should get or what this yes. is good for the state or other stuff like that. It It's not not a thing because obviously yeah. elections have consequences and. You know, if you, you know, if a bunch of people lose one cycle, then the remaining people are going to get a little bit jumpier, um, which we already saw with, you know, $15 minimum wage would not have passed before 2020 after those elections, even though the only thing that changed was Senate leadership, it got through the House quicker because people were like, well, let's just give them this one or like, you know, yeah, there was a few different things that were able to sort of change because of that. Um, and so I think leadership changing is going to be a necessary part of that whether that happens is anybody's guess but uh it's a lot of it's going to come down to stuff that is literally beyond our comprehension in terms of yes. uh what motivates certain people down there that are not on our side yeah all right well let's 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 just jam out on a little like national stuff you want to jam out yeah. on national stuff yeah that would be fun because <clears throat> the the um the talk was that you know there was there was going to be because of redistricting and and some gerrymandering and stuff there was going to be a big sort of republican wave and they were going to take back the house and the and the senate uh, at the at the federal level and it didn't it didn't really pan out and some people said as we said earlier it had to do with like bad candidates and people were getting like tired of like maga shit maybe that's it i don't know um I I just think their ideas are bad. I think, you know, when you're talking about thin margins, if you run a good campaign, you can be like, yeah, their ideas are actually pretty dumb. So that helps. Um, but again, I mean, we're still, even so, um, you know, you just got into a fight and we're basically talking about it. You know, depending on what happens in this Georgia runoff between uh, Warnock and uh, and brain damage, um, you're still talking about a, like a dead even Congress. Status quo. Yeah. 
what is what what is what does she call it in the in the book? Uh, it's like a per- perpetual gridlock. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Like, and it's just like you know, it's always fifty fifty. Like we can only the Assad book is is, is driving me crazy too because it's <laughs> always like we have these horrible social and cultural things we need to deal with that have to do with commerce and agriculture and and, and the econ- political economy. And um, the only thing we can do is, like, these weird sort of, like, compromises, 50-50 compromises. This sounds and like it the makes exact every... environment that we need Chris Coons for. And it yeah. makes... This is where he thrives. I want to see him, like, shaking two people's work. hands, like, <laughs> yeah, one on either side yeah, of him. Yeah. <laughs> it, it literally, his, it literally, it historically makes everything worse. Like, it's, it's so funny. Um, yeah, I mean... This the idea that just doing very little to nothing and and you know making sure that we can be there's some comedy in our our uh, our, our 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 legislature um, actually makes things worse. Um, but uh, but again, it's it's you know I don't know what you guys think. Everybody's going to say that. Uh, you know, you have to have these comments on this election, but really what happened is the next two years are going to be pretty much like the last two. I don't see much difference. Like, is is, is anything going to happen? Nothing could happen in the Senate before. Nothing will happen in the Senate now because, number one, they can't break a filibuster. Number mm-hmm. two, even if they pass something 51-50, say, say Herschel Walker wins, they pass something 51-50 on a... On a uh, what do they call those resolutions? A reconciliation bills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biden won't sign it. So, like, it's it's going to be just a big nothing the next two years. So, like, it's funny. It, w- it was interesting seeing the returns come in and then reading like sort of what happened this morning and realizing that after all of that, after like months and months and months and months of canvassing and texting and giving money and getting stupid fucking emails and and watching stupid adverts during the fucking uh football game susan is too wild for pennsylvania where where is nicole Moore? (laughs) yeah like fetterman's a socialist and this and that Mm -hmm. like after all of that uh there's going to be total gridlock in washington and nothing's going to happen you know i mean yeah. Things that things that motivate people, uh, what they say motivates people. You know, maybe the Supreme Court decisions have motivated people. Maybe the economy has motivated people. But none of that's going to change. Whatever just happened in the general election is not going to change any of that at all. And so, I, you know, I, I'm. I, I wonder. I I think in you know in a year we're going to be talking about how we need to vote to save democracy. How uh, everything is, you know, riding on it. Uh, we're going to go through this whole thing again. Um, so unlike Delaware, where I think in the state, there ha- changes are afoot mm-hmm. in one way or the other. However, however they shake out, there is something to point to to say progress has been made. And more progress can be made. The national level, I don't see it. Yeah, and so I'm with you, Rob. Like, I, I feel some excitement, at least here at the Delaware legislator level. Uh, the the sort of the top of the ticket Dems, I feel just the way I do about, like, the Dems nationally. 
I mean, the party, I guess, avoided the, the, the red wave, which is pretty historical. Like, I mean, for Brandon to have basically, I mean, I, I think this is considered a recession, definitely inflation. Actually, so or, there actually was economic. So it was like a very. I think we're not technically in a recession anymore because okay. it was two. It was two quarters of negative GDP growth, and then it went up again. I think in the latest okay. quarter. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, again, he's he's done it. Um, but like, I don't feel. I don't think anyone should feel like confident going forward. It's like, oh, we really dodged a bullet there. Yeah. Um, and I'm just, you know, it's just like Fetterman seems fine. Um, but like the the Dem candidates who just are like Claire McCaskill type Dems. They keep pumping like the out Kelly, there. Mark Kelly. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like, I, and then just like, like you Blake have to Masters say, is a freak. The guy, yes. is, the guy is a complete freak. And I'm glad that, uh, that astronaut Mark Kelly, is it Mark Kelly, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he has a twin. Right? He does. Yeah. Matt. Who's also Scott an astronaut. Kelly. Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Two astronaut twins. Their mom must be so proud. Yes. But like, yeah, I mean, that part, he, he's not going to. I don't think so, because they'll. I mean, you could say, "Oh, it's Arizona." I mean, it's like we're just we're so thankful he's there. Like, yeah, I mean, that's really you know, he's been in space, so yeah, yeah. Well, so, I mean, the most interesting things for me, honestly, are, and some of them did like you know various like ballot issues, like um, Kentucky's uh, keeping the right to abortion, like that's great, and like Michigan and California enshrining it, that's great. There's like other stuff like that, uh, but for me, like the biggest ones. Uh, for me, are the legislative? I, I guess it's sort of similar, but it's not in Delaware. But like the legislative races, like the Minnesota, they now have a Democratic trifecta. Mm. Um, yeah. Michigan, I believe, now has a yeah. Democratic trifecta. Pennsylvania, the state house flipped. Um, this yeah, morning. that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw a tweet that Michigan, the Democrats, they were saying the first thing they're going to do is uh, repeal the right to work law mm-hmm. in Michigan. Um, so stuff like that and some of those gubernatorial wins, so like especially if like if Arizona they pull it off, but like all the Rust Belt states apart from Ohio, uh, they had Democratic leads, like those things I think are gonna have way more effect in terms of like people's day to day lives mm-hmm. because you know, you might actually get a chance of passing repealing right to work, or maybe you can raise the minimum wage or you can do some of these mm-hmm. things that would not have been possible before. So I think that's that's honestly the biggest one for me. And then yeah, otherwise it's just like this might matter in four years. So like if Fetterman won this year, like maybe that won't really change the way the Senate's run. But if in twenty eighteen we lose a couple seats or in twenty twenty four we lose a couple seats because twenty eighteen there's a two thousand six class of senators just been waiting to get kicked out of there, like uh <laughs> Tester and Manchin and a couple others. Uh the Caskill mm-hmm. finally got kicked out in twenty eighteen. Like there's a bunch of them that are in very red states that are eventually going to have political gravity come their way. Yeah. Like, it can be the difference between, you know, having Trump with, like, 54 Dem- Republican senators versus having Trump with, like, a split. Like, there's things like that that I think will matter at the future, but for the next few years, I think you're right. Yeah, it's not yeah. – day-to-day, nothing's really – And, I, and, and, and you know, in Michigan, Illinois actually passed the thing, too, uh, uh, so, uh, workers' rights, sort of collective bargaining. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, oh, did you guys see JB Pritzker's, um, uh, I guess victory speech last night? Yeah. Okay. There's no, a really funny it. moment. I was just thinking about like the juxtaposition of him who seems like a normal kind of funny guy and yeah. John Carney. And he, so I guess so Pritzker shouts out like the meme account on Twitter that follows <laughs> him. It's something like nomadic warriors for Pritzker or something. Yeah. It's like a funny, silly meme account. And I was just thinking like of John Carney, like the equivalent would be like, I think I'm going to 
I'm going to try something this week. I'm going to cut up some hot dog and put it in my macaroni and cheese as a treat. Like, just, I don't know. He's uh, like, I've been hearing about this Highlands Bunker podcast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Carney's of, you know. No, I, but, but, you know, he seems pretty good. I guess my, I don't know what to call it a fear, but I'm glad that we're we're seeing that. Like, you know, even our own state is is, is making strides. A lot of the, okay, Northern states uh, are are making strides, but you know we're reading this book, right? And it's like the northern states are at least trying to. And this is like the early nineteenth century, right? They're trying to come up with some uh, emancipation laws to to free the slaves. And what happens is all these slaves are getting shipped to the deep south, and they decide they're going to uh, in about 1830, I guess, they're going to start taking native lands at pace. And so slavery booms in the South while it's being curtailed in the North. So that's that's an un- the idea that all of these northern states are going to make strides while, Flor- while everybody goes to Florida to vote for Ron DeSantis or goes to Texas because there's no taxes, it's not sustainable. Uh, and the reason I'm pretty sure it's not sustainable is because it wasn't sustainable before. And the way that we had to rectify it was not good. It was quite ugly. So, like, that's the issue I'm coming to. Like, this idea of federalism. And you can say, well, these states are doing so much better. They've codified Roe v. Wade. And they've got workers' rights. And they've got this. But what do we do, like... What do we do with the other half of the country? I mean, are these about two conflicting means of production? Because I don't think that's a big part of what led to the Civil War. Correct. So was. what if it comes down to... But, like, Democrats, like, it's, I think it's better when Democrats win versus Republicans, but they're not exactly... Um... It is if Illinois and... Was it Illinois and who 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 uh, was going to repeal the right to work? Wisconsin? Michigan. Michigan. Wisconsin so, is not there yet. Right. Well, mm-hmm. Wisconsin's got to go a little further, correct? Yeah. But so Michigan repeals right to work. Illinois allows for collective bargaining. Um, Which they already do. It's just now enshrined constitutionally. And, pro- and probably— Union, There are unions in Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> currently. Right. I, I just—correct. You can't— Right. But <clears throat> states are going to go even further, and it will start impacting— Maybe not the means of production, but the 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 rights of labor mm-hmm. and the let's say they start doing health care, they start doing um, you know other sort of uh, other economic measures, mm-hmm. like which seems pretty reasonable yeah, considering we have just probably, like it happened in the nineteen teens, nineteen twenties, and nineteen thirties in several states, and we also did not lead to a civil war. Because you didn't fundamentally change the power dynamic of the country as a whole, which is probably not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, that, I mean that's true. I, I just I, I see it starting to affect, um, not maybe not directly the relationship you have to capital, which is what you're saying. Which you're right. Mm. You're right about that. But certainly affecting um, significant worker. And civil rights. Yes. And so that part, I don't, I don't. You're, you're right. So that's not necessarily your relationship to capital, but it's, you're, it's close. It's like your relationship to society. Mm-hmm. And so, 
Like, what does that mean when your civil rights and, like, how your you know what you're what you're eligible for as a citizen are different, you know, one place to another. What does that do? You know, I don't know. You're right. It, it, we'll it, it, I mean, it, it does I not. Think it has no. Is probably a more likely outcome. Yeah. Than um, straight up civil war of any sort. Yeah, and and and, and again, I, I, your point is not even well taken. You're you're exactly right. I mean, it's your. It was a a complete break from your relationship to the to the means of production your relationship to capital and how the how the economy operated in one place and another completely different but i do see a big split that's going to get wider oh yeah absolutely and i don't under and i and i'm a little bit like i can't work out in my mind how that's going to go well it's like you saw in 2018 when um when beto ran for the first time rap um, is he done now? Yeah, how did he do last night? Uh, he lost <laughs> what, what happened there? seven or eight points. You know, how's Stacey Abrams do? Yeah. Um, but when he first ran, I remember there was an exit poll that basically had that uh, Beto actually won native Texans, but Ted Cruz did much better with uh, people who'd moved to Texas. And I think you're probably going to start to see, you know, because even in a case like Roe v. Wade, so there's going to be states now that have completely bad, I think, I believe it's already officially happened in enough states that it's a thing. Where they basically officially abortions banned 100, percent and then you have other states like Delaware, and actually Delaware is generally ahead of the curve on this, but other states are going to have this as well. Where it's like, oh yeah, we have not only do we have abortion rights, but we're also going to have services. We're going to have a fund. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. Um, I think, especially as those things, because it might not be a relationship to immune production, but it's a very sincere quality of life issue, especially for people who are working class or for people who are, you know have you know needs for abortions or need for not having crazy police violence to happen to them like stuff like that i could see more geographic story happen we're just like yeah if you're liberal if you have the means you're going to move to a blue state if you're conservative if you have the means you're going to move to a red state and that's and the that's thing is the having the means thing like yes a lot of these like uh, especially like in uh like a lot of the tech and like the entrepreneurs and the yeah, gig Austin's. economy, they go to Austin, they go to Florida. A lot of these like media, mm-hmm. the like the right wing media people are moving to Florida because they love DeSantis, Texas, same thing. But the 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 issue is that 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 sort of economic selection only goes so far. Oh yeah, it's not good. Yeah, and, and people will have the means, and they will select. But then, that's I mean. People who can do that—that's not enough people to solve the, you know. Oh no, it doesn't solve any problems. It's just sort of the thing that's probably going to happen. Oh, that's because yeah. you're going to still be left with an underclass that's not able to move. Yeah. Um, but we've had perpetual underclasses for. Um, yeah. I mean, what was it? The doctor, uh, doctor Yasser Payment, the face at the bottom of the well. Yeah. Uh, America requires a permanent underclass. Yeah. Yeah, capital requires. It has to be there. But yeah, I, I guess that the idea that um, that we're going to allow an underclass certain places to not have access to healthcare, to not have access to particular services, um, to not have access to proper uh, education, say, um, to have 
I mean, the way that they're policed will probably start to be t- to change. The way that they're the prisons will probably be different. Like how, how like while that is not while everybody's still going to be existing in a capital economy. Um, like I don't, I, I just can't. It's it's funny. I I, I don't. I, I can't see how that how that rectifies itself. It oh, only, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's say that, you know, it might even cause some sort of contradiction that maybe needs to be resolved somehow. Ah, see? Correct. We're going to be talking about that soon, folks, uh, as a matter of fact. In a week or two, uh, we're going to release a new uh, episode with our friend and comrade, Professor Harvey J.K. Uh, he has uh, the third edition uh, of his book, The British Marxist Historians, uh, is out. I've read it again. Um, I read a beautiful hardcover first edition uh, that uh, Carl was able to borrow from the Morris Library at the University of Delaware that we we did give back. Um, but that should be fun because we're going to get into some of these uh, some of these issues at a very high level uh, and how um, how uh, medieval and feudal peasants uh, sort of dealt with this for hundreds of years and the study of it. Um, so that should be fun. Um, Next week, we'll have a discussion uh, about the uh, women's uh, pro football, pro soccer in the United States, and political uh, world football politics in general uh, with Jessica Rain and Jordan Pusey. Uh, Kirsten wasn't here. She was supposed to join. But here's what happened. You got sucked (laughs) in because of all of this news journal uh, sort of news about high-end groceries. Yeah, you forgot your investigative reporting. You were you were you were lured into grocery shopping at yeah. the supermarket because yeah. we got the Wegmans and another Wegmans and yeah. what's going on at the Wegmans? When did the Wegmans open? What's it yeah. like at the Wegmans? And you got you just got sucked in. I did. I was buying food. Completely forgot that I was. I had it in my calendar and everything. I had the notification and just yeah, dropped the ball. Yeah. It happens. I hope you will f- forgive me at some point. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Jordan was here. Jordan Pusey was here, yeah. so there was no, uh, there was no dead air or anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's... you guys stayed right <laughs> I, on, right on topic. Sure, that's the truth. She wasn't feuding with like the vice secretary yeah. of, uh, <laughs> of like not even Ellesmere, like Roselle or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, our, our yeah. friend, uh, our our friend uh, uh, James uh, is in that district as well. And he was sending me some some emails that were going around in the RD. He's probably going to have a, a grievance filed against him or or, com- or complaint in some fashion. So that's uh, great work, James. Good job there, buddy. Oh yeah. And uh, the other thing I want to plug is now that the elections are over, and everybody can take a big breather, think about what's going to happen next year. We have the holidays coming up on Wednesday, the sixteenth. Delaware call. We're doing a fundraiser at the Nomad Bar. Uh, we're gonna have two bands. The bar's gonna be open. Uh, Claire Schneider Hall is gonna be there signing her book. Um, there's gonna be, you know, VIPs wandering around. So if you want to meet some VIPs, we're gonna put a link to that to buy tickets. It's twenty-five bucks to get in. It's uh, fifty bucks if you want to come in early and do like a little meet and greet before the band start and have a drink. Um, if you want a signed book. Uh, you can uh, donate $75 for a ticket early and a signed book. All the information will be at the link. Um, so, yeah, uh, maybe think about supporting our work over there because we have a couple things cooking uh, over there that should be interesting. So uh, 
look, I'm negative. You know, talking about negative stuff. Everybody should be positive, though. Because the fact of the matter is, as I told uh, Carl last night, we're making steps forward. We would never even have been able to talk this way two years ago, four years ago, six years ago. But we can talk this way now because we have an apparatus. We have a message that's resonating with people. We have people that want to go out and share that message. We have platforms in which to spread the message through the media and the internets and the webs, online, all of it. And so we're in a great position. So just want to leave you with that. If Lula can get out of jail and get elected again from the Workers' Party, then we can get someone good elected as the Speaker of the Delaware House. And that person will be remain nameless right now. Medina Wilson Anton. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna. It's gonna be. Beep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Kirsten, thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Pleasure as always. Great work in the great work in the field. Yes, You're I always out. I talked to so many Delawareans this cycle. You did. You do. So actually. many Delawareans. Were you up and down the state? Yes, I. People could not escape me. They they come to the polling place thinking I finally rid myself of Kirsten. Nope, I'm there. I'm greeting you. I'm calling you by name because I'm an absolute psycho and I've remembered somehow. <laughs> so when you were poll greeting, did you see people whose doors you knocked? Uh -huh. And yes. you were like, hey, Several. Joe! Several, yeah. Yeah, we're out there, folks. We're on the street. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, you're on the street. You're just not in the coordination, coordinated effort. Correct. I'm. I'm. You're walking yes. to the beat of your own drum very quickly. Yeah. Yes. I'm in no. I'm not logged in. The fast walker, a, folks. I'm not. I'm not walking. Yeah, I know. I'm walking too fast. No one can catch me. I have somewhere to go. If I'm walking, I'm going somewhere. I'm not just walking. I was like literally getting winded when we walked to go get pizza during the Phillies uh, NLCS when we like walked from uh, the record yeah. shop. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> We literally walked from Squeezebox Records at like 11th and Lincoln to Union Street Pub at like whatever that is, like 8th and Union. So it's like four blocks. Mm -hmm. We were three blocks away, and I noticed Bill's like, <sighs> he's like, can you, can you slow down? <laughs> I was. I, I, I'm a fast walker. It's true. Well, folks. We've reached the end of another wonderful episode. Once again, I want to thank everyone. I think we're making great strides. We have a lot of cool stuff coming up. We're going to be talking about it in due course. And, as we always say, where's Nicole Poor? And left is best. Why does she keep saying left is best? I don't understand. Does anybody know it could be a code? A communist code. Left is best. Where is Senator Nicole Poor? She is nowhere. Has she knocked on your door to ask for your vote? 
She did not show up for the SD12 candidate debate on October 20th at Kathy's Crab House and Family Restaurant. And it's right up the street from Nicole Poor's house. She was invited and invited and invited. Is she hiding? Senator Nicole Port did not participate in the survey by the League of Women Voters. Who ignores the League of Women Voters? Apparently, Nicole Poor. Bill Alexander submitted all info when requested. Look at all his answers. Where is Senator Nicole Poor? People need to know where she stands. But she's not telling us. She never shared her views on the topics that matter on Ballotpedia. Bill Alexander filled out the entire survey for voters to see. She is not even listed. She is missing. Nicole Poor is just missing. Why did the senator not even answer the friendly questions for the ACLU? Is it possible he is ignoring the voters? Is she afraid to tell the truth? Why is she hiding from all of us? What does Nicole Poor even stand for now? Nicole Poor can't answer these questions. She just can't. She is too liberal, too progressive, and too woke for the people she is supposed to be representing. She hopes you won't know this. She is taking our votes for granted.